All right, and we're recording. What's going on, guys? We are Illusion Filmworks. My name is Mark. I am the video editor for Illusion Filmworks. To my left, my producer, one of my best friends, Zachary Mann. Introduce yourself, bro. Hello, my name is Zachary Mann. I'm a writer and producer with Illusion Filmworks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then to my right is my main man, Kenan Joyner. Of <laughs> yeah, you're not the main man. You're not the main <laughs> man at all. my guy uh, who, is the, who does all the camera work for Illusion Filmworks. Go ahead camera and work, yourself. directing. Of course. Uh, of course. Yeah, stop on Go ahead. <laughs> uh, but, but that's mainly what I do, camera directing, um, all that stuff. And my name is Kenan, just like you said, and we're Illusions Film Work. And the name of our podcast, Mr. Mark. Movies and Junk. Yeah. So where we talk about recent movies that have come out, um, today's episode, what we're doing is we're actually running down the best movies of 2016. And the qualifications that we have for our best and worst is it has to be a movie that was put out in... 2016. Okay. All right. Let's get it started. We're going right. to start off with... Yeah, who do you want to start off with? Kenny? Let's start okay. off with Kenny. And we're starting with worst or best? Uh, best. best. Let's do best. Well, okay. I kind of want to start off with worst, actually. I think it'd be better to do worst. <laughs> of course. Okay. I don't know. Uh, we'll start I with mean, best. I mean, let's flip a coin. It's, it's whatever. Flip nah, coin. nah. We'll, we'll start off with best. All right. You do made a decision. Thing. We'll stick with it. Do your thing. Do your thing. All right. So number five... <laughs> Number five on my best is something Mark's gonna hate. Of course, I know. I know uh, he's gonna hate of it. Of course, you already you already know where I'm going with it. What don't is you? it? What is it? So number five on mine is Central Intelligence. For the best. For the best. But keep in mind, this is just the best of 2016, and I have to preface. I have to preface my list because okay. I forgot to to do that before. Okay. Um, I felt like with my list. It was it was just like kind of best by default, except for two or three, because yeah. there weren't really that many great movies. They were good, yeah. you know. They had a direction and stuff like that. But, That's fair. But That's like fair. I would say, probably like the top two, top three maybe actually belong there. The other two I kind of just put in there because I didn't really. <laughs> yeah. They were all kind of middle of the road. I, and I just had to fill out the list. Slot you list. know. Slot I understand list. where he's coming from. I was sort of the opposite <laughs> with like the worst with like the exception of one or two that were like the worst. Yeah. The yeah. others were like this oh, I had no problem with default. the worst. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I had no problem with I the worst. I actually had a struggle with the best but that's only because like trying to fill the last like one or two spots because right. like the top mm-hmm. three I knew these are definitely going in regardless yeah, 100%. but the other two I was like I did see some other great but not too great movies but I guess so number five you've got so number five is Central Intelligence now would you like me to elaborate on yes, why sure. I think I'm it's in the top I, five I have, <laughs> I, have, I have not seen Central Intelligence right. so this will be a good you don't need to see for it. me. And then I don't <laughs> we'll, we'll wait to get to your worst list. You're right. You're sure right. Go ahead. Do your thing. Do your right. thing. <laughs> so, so the reason why I put Central Intelligence on my top five list is the fact that it allows the two main characters. Um, I can't believe I'm blanking on one of those names. Because <laughs> well, it's got Dwayne Johnson, Johnson but then Kevin it's got Hart. Kevin Hart. I almost said Kevin Nash. And I was like, whoa. Who's Kevin Nash? Whoa. He's a wrestler. Uh, that's what it is. <laughs> So it's got Kevin Hart and it's got The Rock in it. And and really what makes the movie great is that it allows them to play to their strengths. Right. Kevin Hart is this kind of like, um, I mean, like, you know, he's a little person who's just trying to get ahead in the world. Yeah, that's, what person, that's, that's what he is. That's what he is. That's a shot at the height. My he's feelings a are hurt. person trying to get ahead in the world. <laughs> I'm the shortest guy in the room. My feelings are hurt. I'm sorry. I didn't mean that <laughs> but, but no, I mean, like, he, but that's, he plays the same thing he does in his comedy. You know what right. I mean? Where it's like, he he's trying to get ahead in the world, and he's always like, uh, 
people not people are against him, but you know what I mean. Like the system's uh, trying to put him down. Yeah, I guess. Of course, not like that. <laughs> but exactly like that. Because he's but, a little person trying to make it in the world. Yeah, but so, but anyways, and then on the opposite end, so you got him providing the majority of the comedy, which right. is actually okay. It's it's you know it's well it's yeah. it's timed very well, but then you've got you know the Rock who brings in all the action and stuff like that, and of course he's actually getting pretty good with his own comedy, yeah, like incorporating say, it he was, in. He was pretty funny to his action. Oh yeah, funny. he was he was pretty funny. Um, and, and so I think that's why it deserves to be in the top five mm. is because it allowed them to play to their strengths. That's fair. And that's that's really my reason for putting it there. What, that's so, fair. That's was fair. Central Intelligence so bad in your opinion, Mark, that it's going to be in your top five worst? I'm going to save it. <laughs> so, okay. So no, I, I already explains. know what it is. I already okay. know what it is. So I just wait, don't know wait. where in his top wait, five it is. Wait until we do that to get your full reaction from it. Like I said, I did not see it, so I have no informed opinion on it. Right. I'm kind of interested to hear what Mark has to say about it, but if you want to hear what Mark has to say about that, you'll have to check out our top worst list right, podcast. Right, right. Absolutely. So I guess if there's nothing else from anybody else, we could move Wait, on. are we not doing the best and the worst as one? I thought podcast. we were going to do two releases. Like, release. I mean, we could. Either way. Either way, that works for me. Sure. Let's do, we'll do it that way. So <laughs> we we'll, have, we'll, have, we'll have a part one and a part two. Yeah, we can always edit this You guys out. are just seeing us grow. That's all it is. You guys are just seeing us grow. <laughs> all right. All right. So this will be the best list, and then we'll do a second one. We'll do okay. a second one. Coming next week, by the way. Come, I was just going to release them at the same time. I mean, like, Coming at the same time, by the way. <laughs> all subject to change. All yeah. subject to change. You guys are just seeing us grow. That's it. That's all it is. Okay. All right. So do you want to go next or, Mark, do you want to go Let's next? Go so we want to go clockwise or okay. counterclockwise? Okay. Uh, my number five for my best is going to be Zootopia. Okay. I loved this movie, bro. What did you love it. about it? Well, one, obviously, it's four kids, you know, and that's fine. But I still I still wanted to enjoy it because he I... He likes the bright colors. I do, I do like the bright like colors. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I do like the bright colors. But the reason why I like this movie, though, is because I kind of felt like they were putting the medicine in the candy. If you look at the movie, they were kind of dealing with racism, but in their own cool little way with yeah. the predators mm-hmm. and, the, and the prey. And I think that's why this movie really touched me. And that's why I was like, oh, man, this is really good. Because I didn't really see any other movies that were doing that at the time. It's the only movie that really did it outside it, of like Sausage Party. Do you think it's weird that it <clears throat> took a Disney animated movie about animals to talk about race relations in a time period where it it's so relevant in our today's society that you right. feel a little weird that right. more quote unquote adult media wasn't addressing it or um, taking it on. No, I don't. I don't feel like it was weird, and here's why: um, because when it comes to like ugly subjects like that that go on in America, and we're going totally off topic, that's why it's called movies and junk. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to like social topics like that in America, adults kind of like to be silent about it. You know what I mean? And that's. You know, that's your choice. But, right. like, with this, I kind of felt like it was something that was said. And for it to be said through a kid's movie, that's amazing, man. Like, that's yeah. amazing. Just the fact that they're having that conversation and they're putting that thought out there. Like, hey, don't treat anybody differently from you. Like, I just think that was dope. I haven't seen this one either. Really? It's Zootopia? Been out for a yeah. while. Are you I, mean, I didn't like see it's it. It's on Netflix. I know, but oh, I don't God. have Netflix. It's... And I didn't bother. Don't even have I didn't bother to see it while I was in the theater. So, what was your favorite? like scene or favorite part of it what was my favorite part of it um 
Honestly, <laughs> my favorite part of it was it had nothing to do with anything I just said. Actually, <laughs> yeah. um, it was it was a scene in the movie where where the fox has like a has like a his fake baby with him or whatever. Oh, and he's yeah. trying to get like yeah. a, you know what I'm talking about. He's trying yeah. to get like the the uh, was it was it uh, the popsicle? Yeah, the popsicle. Mm-hmm. And she goes and she helps him gets it or whatever. And then she later slowly finds out like oh he's scamming me like. And I just thought it was such a creative creative way. I, to I loved all the uh, movie references in it because they had tons yeah. of movie references yeah. like Speed, I heard Breaking, was Bad. Breaking Bad, yeah, which yeah, is yeah, technically yeah. a TV 100%, show. 100%. It, but still, it was pretty It's still cool. a reference. It was, I mean, yeah. but th- that just goes to show like how progressively thinking these all guys were. Eight year old all the eight year olds out there. <laughs> but no, that was my, my top five. So, Zach, what is you know, well, your my best? number five, and I struggled with number five because there was a lot of things that I could have put in there that were pretty good, but I decided to put one that I think was overall had fewer flaws and had better characters and mm. such, and that would be Captain Fantastic. Captain Fantastic. So I you, know that you, you haven't hear seen. About it. I know okay. for a fact you didn't hear about it. Because <laughs> that's more of an independent movie. Did you hear the confusion of my yeah, voice? No, I, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. It came and, across and loud and clear. spoiler alert, like, that's pretty much going to be my entire list. Fair is enough. Smaller, more independent films. Yeah, I'm that. I'm that guy. I think we all fit into a category because you're independent. I'm really animation, and then I'm, you're just kind of like big cinematic stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, he's yeah. the typical American viewing audience. Figure. I'm cool with that. I, I rock with that. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> but um, Captain, like Captain Fantastic is a movie that stars uh, Viggo Mortensen, and it's about this guy who's extremely counterculture left and he's got this family of like six kids the youngest being like eight and the oldest being like ready to go off to college and they live in the woods and it's basically these people are living like off the grid they grow their own food they Mm -hmm. self-educate they're really smart At, at first i was worried that it was going to be a movie about like a bunch of hillbillies and stuff like that, but he makes sure his kids are very well educated. Each one of them can speak like two or three different languages. Oh, wow. That's incredible. He makes sure that they're very fit, you know, physically. They're very up to date with everything, but they live in this complete isolation, so they're very socially awkward. Awkward. Mm. And while they're living there, their mother who is sick and wasn't with them, who's in a hospital, Viggo Mortensen gets news that she died. So basically... Well, are we going over the whole movie? <laughs> <laughs> we're going really in-depth with this. Sorry, sorry to the audience. I want to give a I want to just give a setup because I know you haven't seen it. It and takes at a least long time to get to I the point. I have seen other stuff that you said. <laughs> so the basic the movie is about the journey to his wife, their mother's funeral, mm-hmm. the steps along the way, and also what they encounter when they get there, specifically her parents, their grandparents. Of course, they're very, you know, upper class, rich. They don't approve of this whole alternative lifestyle thing. But the thing I liked about it is that everybody is a character. Everybody mm-hmm. has their own unique points about them, and they didn't fall into the trap of everybody's too stereotypical so like the grandfather is on the one hand the archetype of the i don't approve of how you're raising my grandkids sort of thing but he never goes too far like 
you can tell that he sincerely loves his grandchildren. Mm-hmm. He never angry at them. I've seen things where the grandparents are like so angry that they just like don't want to talk to the children or the thing. But you can tell he loves his kids. But they also made it to where Vigo Mortensen, the dad, is not perfect either because it could have very easily been this whole, you know, our way of life is right and nobody else is. But yeah, you're taking a little longer. <laughs> I didn't want to say it. I did not want to say that. But let's wrap it up. <laughs> it's like each person gets their own time to shine, and everybody gets to feel like a flushed out character and not yeah. a caricature of one different kind or the other. And that's why you like it. And that's right? why I really like it. Because it's very. It has a lot of character depth to it. Is mm-hmm. that okay? See how I summed that up? No. <laughs> he says no. Wow. Well, okay, let so me hang on before we move on to the next one. I just want to ask you: Do you recognize that name, Vigo Mor? How do you Mortensen. Mortensen? Mortensen. I always call him Mortician, which is not right. Do I recognize? Yeah. Him? Do you recognize uh, it? No, you may not have watched the movies. So. I don't think he played so. Aragorn in Lord of the Rings. Uh, I, the human. He played, he played the true king. Like, okay. Yeah. Okay. At the very okay. end, where he was leading <laughs> yeah. the ghost army, there yeah. was the was human, okay. the dwarf, and the elf, and I'm he not, was the human. I, yeah. I, I like I like movies. I'm just not that big into. Technically, Lord isn't of the Rings. he half human, half elf, or something? I thought like that. he was full human. Like, no, he he's had got like he's a, got. No, he had like a crush on an elf princess. Well, but but he has like oh that dude. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah I do remember the one that. who kicked the helmet. Yeah 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 yeah. Now I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry guys. No no no. But but like according to the the just to again deviate from what we're talking about I'm not <laughs> a huge a I'm not a huge Lord of the Rings fan but I've done enough research to kind of know some things right um, and so it's really interesting that Aragorn is not 100% human that he's like got some of the elf blood in him mm-hmm. so he actually lives to be I think 400 years old or something mm-hmm. like that he, mm-hmm. he has a longer life expectancy than a regular human alright anyways moving on to the next one <laughs> With, okay. so no I guess it's, it's to me we're just gonna go clockwise yeah, yeah it's uh, your turn again cool okay so number four Number four on my list is one of your personal favorites. Okay, okay. It's a superhero movie. No, what? I do have. (laughs) I had to check. (laughs) I thought they were all going to be superhero movies. No, 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 I'm trying to avoid that, man. I mean, I like superhero movies, but you know. Yeah, no, I mean, like, I love superhero movies, but we've definitely kind of been flooded with superhero movies. Yeah, that's that's why I'm. This year, yeah, next year, by the way. Yeah, yeah, they're going to release a lot. Spider Man's coming out, though, next year. I'm very hesitant about it. I, well, but I'm always hesitant about stuff I love because, like, I, I grew up with Spider Man. That's true. But you anyways, were right about Assassin's Creed, by the way. Why so. did you doubt me? Like, you're why right. did you doubt me? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You never wrong. even played the games. Anyways, you're anyways, right. we're getting off topic. <laughs> Movies and jump. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my number four on the list here is Magnificent Seven. Um, yeah, I, I really, really, you, I know okay. you're surprised because I didn't tell you about yeah. that. I'm yeah. definitely surprised. But I really, really enjoyed Magnificent Seven. I mean, it was a remake of of a remake of an, the original yeah, Seven it's a Samurai. Remake of a remake, remake. yeah, <laughs> of an original movie. But but it was really good, and I just loved it because it gave the chance to let all the characters shine in the movie, yeah. and and they all had like big flaws too. Like they barely wanted to work with each other and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, the, the fight <laughs> scenes were great, especially towards the end, yeah. and a little bit of a spoiler alert I love the fact that not all the main characters survived right like, me too because that too. makes them like less untouchable you know what I mean right like, right like you it, actually it, it, it takes it you even, by surprise even made them relatable even 
in my well, mind. I, well, I guess. I mean, it's kind of... <laughs> Fair enough. When people Fair enough. die, I can get behind that. <laughs> well, because I know one day I'm going to die. You yeah. know what I mean? So, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just, I don't know. If a That's character doesn't die, I can't relate to him. Sorry. Uh, whatever. <laughs> but, yeah. but yeah, no, I really liked it. Though I, I do question, like, don't get me wrong, but I do question having... Denzel Washington in it because he did well. He he did a great job, but like everybody else had a Southern accent, but he him did not. Yeah, he didn't really fact. have one. <laughs> that is a fact. <laughs> and and he played like the main character, the <laughs> guy did. that rounded up everybody. <laughs> you know, he tried. I no, think. he did a great job. I'm not. You know? I'm not like <laughs> saying that it was horrible or anything like that. I mean, it's yeah. in my top five. Like obviously, right, he right. did a good job. Was it Clearly. as jarring as um? Wild Wild West with Will Smith. No. One well, I was jarring I was a kid, so I didn't really care. Like, where I was just like, it's a giant mechanical spider. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, awesome. yeah. Where it's supposed to be the old West, but he's talking like he's in the 90s. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it wasn't that jarring. I, I really didn't pick up on it until like probably close to the end or halfway through the movie that he wasn't really speaking with a Southern accent. Because yeah. like, he knows how to carry himself on screen. You know what I mean? Like yeah. He knows how to act, and like you're drawn in right. when, when he's acting, and he gets very serious. and, and you know. That's a Fact, yeah. I'm yeah. always on like the, the the edge of my seat when I'm when he's on screen. Yeah, always he does he does a really great job. But yeah, those are I those are my reasons for Magnificent Seven. Sweet so, deal. What do you think? Um I loved it. I love that movie. Like it was it was amazing. I love the cinematography of it. I love and I'm an action guy. Like I love mm-hmm. action. I like the bang bang bang. But I'm not a fan of Westerns, I will say yeah. that. But this movie won me over. This movie definitely won me over, hundred percent. You haven't had the greatest luck with westerns in the cinema before. Have I have you? not. No. What, <laughs> what no, westerns have, have you seen? Uh, you're making me go Ranger. back. <laughs> you're, you're making me go way with. Oh, I you did, did see, see the Lone Ranger. Ranger. Oh, that's the one. <laughs> it's, wait, wait. So that's the only western you see? And we're not talking about the original Lone Ranger. So we're talking no, about the remake. The, I saw the yeah, right. I saw yeah. the shitty remake. And okay, so that's how you feel about it. it. Yeah, yeah, I was definitely. <laughs> well, not how many other it. westerns have you seen in your life? I think that's it. To the best of my knowledge, that is it. <laughs> to the dude, best dude, of my I'm knowledge, I'm telling you, we got to sit down and watch Three Ten to Yuma because that's actually pretty good too. Yeah, I watched it, another west. What was the name? I don't remember. I'm not even. Gonna well, wild Wild, wild West don't count either. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, no. <laughs> yeah. no, 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 no. Well, because I was gonna say, does that count as a? Kind no, of technically, it's, it's more sci-fi. But I didn't look at it like that though, because of the big. Yeah, because it had all spider, like these like, gadgets in it. And yeah, stuff like that. Like, it was, I, I feel like it was more like Western science fiction Western. or something uh, like that. It's definitely a fantasy story in my yeah. mind. More, but, more steampunk maybe before steampunk was really a thing. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I say that too. Yeah. yeah. Movies right. and junk. Movies and junk. Moving on to my number four from Mark. Well, my number four was actually going to be Magnificent Seven as well. But since Kenner has that, I'm going to bring in my honorable mention. Oh, I forgot to do those. Yeah. Right. No, it's okay. We'll we'll, we'll do that. Like, we'll get to after number two, we'll do the honorable mentions and then we'll do number one. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I'm going to bring in my honorable mention and I'll switch those out. And it's actually going to be a surprise. Okay. Because I know you guys are going to be like, what? You like that movie? I actually liked the movie Bad Moms. It was a phenomenal. I didn't see that. And I didn't, I didn't see that want to see it. It was a phenomenal movie, bro. Why? Well, because one, you got to really see what it was like from a female's <laughs> perspective. Like You're I all never about really that. I mean, hey, I'm trying to be. I'm trying to, you know, new year, new me. That's uh-huh. what it's all about. And I just like and uh, the chick from that '70s show. What is her name? Mila Kunis. It, uh, one, I have a huge crush on her. So like this decision to see this movie, <laughs> it was. Strictly made off of that. Uh, yeah. But once I actually sat down and watched the movie, she did a phenomenal job. Like she, it was a story about. It was a story about um, 
how she is a mother mm-hmm. and she's like struggling like she's struggling she always feels like a bad mom and right. it just it just has so many twists and turns in this movie like i just thought it was dope like her husband ended up like cheating on her spoiler alert sorry if you haven't seen well, no it. i've never we i don't think yeah. either of us have seen it so we have no idea what it's see. about and it's okay. supposed to be okay. a comedy see. isn't it yeah like and that? it's funny like it's legitimately funny. was it anything like bridesmaids like that type of comedy uh, what what was the thing close, that made you no. laugh the most from it if it was a comedy Let's see um let me think. What really made because it laugh really didn't look that good from no, the trailer. It was fun. T- you guys got to see it. Well, I don't, I, I, it was it on Redbox. Like a chick. It oh, it is. Oh, it is. But don't do you get have me wrong. A problem with those in general. Well, yes, <laughs> yes, I usually do. But I mean, I took a chance on this one. I took a chance on this one, and I liked it. Now, don't get me wrong. Like they have their moments where, like, like if it was a regular movie, it'd be like some type of action. But it's really like talking. Like they're literally like, like talking and saying those weird feel. movies where right, shit doesn't like, explode. <laughs> <laughs> Right, right, no. But, I mean, the funniest part was, like, when she found out that her husband was cheating on her. That was the funniest part of the movie. Because she comes in. It always is. And she sees, like, on the screen, like, a naked lady with, like, a huge bush. Like, a huge bush, right? Nice. Right, right. And she's she's thinking it's it's porn. You know what I mean? So she's like, oh, I always wondered, like, what type of porn that you... That you like to watch, and the girl says something like it's it was like a Skype cam thing. Like so, she starts talking back, and like and like he gets up, he leaves, and like she hears them arguing or whatever, and she goes, "Well, you know, Mike's really the girl on the on the computer." She mm-hmm. goes, "Well, Mike's really confused right now," and she like takes the whole computer, like slams it. I thought it was funny. I thought it was hilarious. It's my number four. You know, dude, well, it was dude, your honorable dude. mention, wasn't it? Well, it was, but then, right, correct. So oh, it was then my you honorable mention. It out. I swapped it because I didn't want us to have the same well, thing. I wanted to be something have, different. We can have the same thing. Well, yeah, but I mean, deal. I just wanted to spice it up. That's okay, all. okay, that's all. That's all. I won't argue with that. That's all. But you guys haven't seen this movie, so no, yeah. you, you guys have no comments. Okay, cool. So no. we'll move on to Zach. <laughs> so let me preface this by saying oh, that boy. I'm pretty sure that I'm the only person out of the three of us who has a documentary. I was about to say this is a documentary. Sorry, guys. Five. And I'm gonna, I'm What's gonna wrong bet. With that? Hang on, There's no, no, no. I'm gonna, wrong I'm gonna bet it's a Warner Herzog film, isn't it? <sighs> surprise, surprise, surprise! I know, right? <laughs> go ahead. Man. So hang I'm on, hang on. We need to explain to people why we say that, don't we? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Go yeah, ahead. We do. So, so <laughs> you kind of, you were introduced to him this year, weren't you? Or have, were you introduced to him before? I've known him for a few years, like personally. <laughs> <laughs> I've known him. I've known about his work for a long time, but like these past few years, I've really gotten more into. Yeah. Right, his work. right. I started taking his master class and stuff well, like that. Well, we're we're seeing a common thread with everything you've been doing because did a, you know didn't we he started do an improv show based on this guy. There was that, which was good. We enjoyed take it. Take the silence. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so there was that. You took the master class, learning how to do documentaries from him, and we did our first documentary this year, yeah. which yep. hopefully will be coming out soon. We're hopefully planning on March. Just yep. quick plug. Yep. yep. Um, Gotta do it. Oh, po- say the name. You gotta say the name. Right now. Gotta say. Oh, oh. What, what are we uh, calling it again? Oh, this is bad. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know. You're going to your phone to check it out. Too much. It's the Holy Land, are we, or something like that? Oh, wait. Give me a second. Give me a second. <laughs> the Holy Land story of Pocahontas, Pocahontas Island. Island. Yeah. There it is. That that's what's coming, guys. So yeah. be on the lookout for that. Yeah. You want to say that a little more clearly? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that is good read on that. <laughs> right, give me one more. <laughs> the Holy Land, the story of Pocahontas Island. Yes. There you go. Good job. Thank you. <laughs> you guys need to give me like but, sound equipment. So but no, but then of course like no soundboard. You've you've watched like how many of his documentaries just this a year bunch. alone? 
Yeah, um, and you tried to get only, us to sit down had, and watch one with you too. He only had two that came out this year, but I've been watching some of his older ones. So you've been, you've been on like a kind of a, yes, and I will say a, as far I as I don't know, I don't know a, like a binge. Yeah, like but I didn't screen. want to say it like yeah, kind of kind of like that. Well, yeah. here's the thing: is that I will say that I don't know what who my favorite overall filmmaker of all kind of films are, but I mm. will say he is my favorite documentary filmmaker. That's I'm true. pretty sure I'm confident I can say that. Cool. And he had two documentaries that came out this year. I have not had a chance to see one of them yet because it premiered on Netflix, and I don't have Netflix. You gotta get. Netflix. But the one I did see. I mean, that sounds in like a like, reason to get Netflix. Maybe, <laughs> but the one I did see was like. In and a Netflix little... isn't paying us, by the way. Let's let's make that important. I saw it in a little mind paw style like community art center that seated like sixty people, and they had like a big screen. And that is, uh, lo and behold, Reveries of the Connected World. It's a documentary about the internet, and okay. more specifically, hmm. how we interact with the internet and how the internet has changed basically humanity like how we interact with each other so it's more about like communication or kind of like there's a history there's a little bit of a history of the internet at mm -hmm. the beginning but it's all about like how we interact with the internet for different reasons and how it affects our lives like there was a section on a girl who was killed in a car accident and before her parents were even allowed to view like the body oh, downtown. It was all over the, it was, yeah. Her pictures of her body were all over mm. the internet and they were trying Whoa. to get it taken down but all these different sites saying well we have the right to put up whatever we want on That kind of reminds me of um, what happened with Gawker because Gawker's dead now but um, it was, you, you know what I'm talking about right? Do you guys know? Mm -hmm. So Gawker was a website um, and, and they had this thing where they would track celebrities, like celebrity sightings and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, the editor-in-chief, or maybe she was just an editor, actually went on Jimmy Kimmel. No, I take that back. She went on Larry King. It was just Jimmy Kimmel was there right. instead of Larry King. Um, and she talked about how it wasn't a breach of privacy for the famous people, but the famous people were like, no, it's a breach of privacy. Like, we just kind of sometimes want to be regular yeah, people. Anyways, so... That is kind of reminiscent of it, where it's it's this it's really more like the internet itself. You you can't be private anymore. If yeah, and that was a huge theme of it. He also talked to this guy who was a internet hacker, and the hacker told about a time where just through basically BSing, he was able to get the private information for like half the people of Los Angeles through this database. He didn't do anything with it. He just wanted to see if he could do it yeah. and with like a couple of phone calls and a couple of clicks on the keyboard he got like half of california's personal information and stuff yes. like that but it did have some positive spins on it it talked about well, yeah like, i was about to say what what is it that you like about the documentary i like that it would talk to so many different people and got their different perspectives on different issues like there was a guy who was trying to find a cure for cancer and of course obviously okay. he hadn't found a cure but one of the major blocking points of it is was the enzymes on the dna strand and stuff like that and he tried to put it through this supercomputer and it wasn't working and what he did was he put up a video game on the internet and said hey you know 
try to connect these enzymes with this, 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 and this to see if you can break through it. Oh, yeah, I heard about and, that. And yeah. these internet gamers just found it and picked it up, and they were able to break the enzyme code. Mm -hmm. So, of course, there is still no cure for cancer, but just the idea that putting something out as right. a video game on the internet actually did help make a medical breakthrough. Yeah, as far as well, I mean, that, that and that's a cool story. But is that the only reason you liked it? Like, no, it was just it was, full of cool stories. It was like that, full or? of stories, but also full of like thought-provoking ideas about where do we go as a society from okay. here? Because they were talking about the future of humanity, like a few generations down the road, and how possibly human interaction face to face, like what we're doing now or what mm -hmm. most people do, may not even be a thing anymore. Because right. like. Elon Musk, who we interviewed for it as part of his space oh, nice. uh, program, yeah. stuff like that. They were all talking about a society in which we only live in our own like little apartments and we never leave. And we just do everything via the internet. We communicate through the internet. We That's how we order our food and it's delivered to us. We do this, this, and this. And the ethical idea of does that even make us really human anymore if we're just basically locked in a room and everything is sort of piled into us and we lose those connections? Like, you would meet someone you would fall in love with and you quote-unquote marry them, but you'd never actually go and meet them. You'd never, you know, right. interact with them. You know, the only way you would do is through the Internet. And they cool. also talked about the possibility of what would happen if the internet went away? Like we're so you, you got to start wrapping this up. I'm losing. I'm fading over here. I'm losing interest. Whatever. You I'll be lose, like. I'll be an artist. I'd be. Well, yeah. No, no that's <laughs> not the issue. No, that's <laughs> definitely. Not I mean, his I'm well, sure I, I do. I, I've I'm never saying, been tested, so I don't know. But I, I have been tested. <laughs> oh, you have. I definitely have ADD. It's fine. It's okay. <laughs> Didn't want to share that with you guys today, but Sorry. the point is. Wrap it up, Zach. It's <laughs> <laughs> flicking us off. Yeah, by the Give, way. giving us the double birdie for no reason. So, yeah, I'll wrap this up with my last. I think one of the best moments in the documentary. Okay. So, as a sort of visual representation of it, he shot early morning in Chicago where nobody was out, and he got these group of monks to come out, and he framed it to where it's like everyone else was inside their little cubicles. And these were the only people left outside. But still, even the people who were left outside were still on their phones. Like, right. even if they weren't inside, they were still connected and hardwired to the internet. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a fascinating train of notion that in a couple generations, you know, the idea of human interaction would be completely different from one another. Yeah. And that's why it was very stylized, beautifully shot, great interviews, great subjects. That's why that's my number four. So profound. So profound. So yeah, he, we were being funny with our stuff and like talking about what we were yeah, doing. Yeah, and then, yeah. and then he, he just think, like, like, he what? made the whole train stop is what happened. Like, think about life. Like, that's that's kind of what it was. But, <laughs> but no, but no, those are good reasons. That yeah. That's true. Mainly because of us. Like, yeah. <laughs> 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 joking, joking. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> like when he interviews. Mark was like, that part of the, doc the podcast just got too serious. <laughs> Way too serious. He was bro. talking Keep about life, like gamers in Korea who wear diapers so they don't have to That's get gross. up and play. Just the way well, he says it. No, we're going to go to number three. three. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we'll to go you, to the next one. Talking about All right. diapers. You believe that? <laughs> <laughs>
So, so my number three um, is actually one that you already mentioned. Um, I put Zootopia as my number three. I'm not going to swap it out because I actually want to talk about it. Okay. Because while I think it was good, I think it does deserve to be in the top five. Right. Um, if you watch like the behind the scenes stuff, like on the DVD, and if you watch um, the commentary and, and things like that, mm-hmm. it's really interesting to see from the initial like first script all the way to the end product because it changed so many times like the theme overall didn't change because it was about like racism but with animals right and it was the predator versus the prey thing that was the pretty much one of the only constants plus the characters they wanted to have judy hops they wanted to have nick uh i I can't remember what his character no that's that's oh my god (laughs) i mean he's in the disney family but no but no i can't remember what nick wild Wild. Wild. yeah Yeah, nick wild Um, they they always wanted the <laughs> team up together. <laughs> but but the the story or, or the way the story progressed changed drastically because the very first drafts and I wish I kind of wish they had stuck with it uh, was that the, you know how the story was was is now where it's like really the predators were kind of overruling the prey right. Well, the first couple of drafts were the opposite. The prey were kind of ruling over the predators right. because in they the predators had to wear collars right. and they were like shock collars basically. Yeah, just and in so, case they do something crazy. Yeah, just in case they got aggressive or mm-hmm. too excited or things like that. And there was one scene um that that they kind of had partially rendered, partially didn't part part of it was storyboarded and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I wish they had kept it because it was such a very for a children's movie. It, it was, was such a very yeah. It was such a powerful scene, yeah. and let me let me describe yeah, it for you guys. That. I was about to ask. Yeah, let me <laughs> let me describe the scene for you. Go ahead, go ahead. So the scene is that it's actually set in a bar mitzvah with bears. So a bear mitzvah, basically. <laughs> so I like the name. Yeah, already. and they're polar bears, and um, it basically, it's, it's you know you got Big Papa Polar Bear. He works for the the Godfather figure. I can't remember what his name is, or or maybe he didn't. Yeah. But anyways, um, his son. It's his bar mitzvah. And so he brings his son on stage, and he's like, it's time for you to grow up to be an adult, that whole thing. And he presents. Now, the kid isn't wearing a shot collar. Apparently, you don't get them until a certain age. So the father presents the shot collar to him. And the kid's excited because he doesn't understand the gravity of the situation. He's just excited to be called an adult. Right. Right. So. Damn. Yeah. Oh, it gets worse. Because the and, and I mean like worse in a good way kind yeah. of thing, kind of thing, because the the father puts the shot collar on him you know and and he and the little kid just gets so excited he gets right. so excited that he's finally an adult right. that he gets shocked because he got too excited because the shot collar is meant to keep him in check Damn. and when that happens you see the gravity of the situation Sad hit him his face, yeah. that it really oh sorry hit the mic that it really isn't be I mean like it is being an adult but it's not a good thing it's right. really kind of a bad thing to keep them in check and they had so many other scenes like that too i didn't really get a chance to like listen to all of them and and see kind of where they came along but i wish they had kept kept that stuff in because the towards the end of the movie what it is now like the final product it it kind of becomes that where the prey overrules the predators but it starts off with the predators overruling the prey right that's a powerful scene yeah but i wish they had kept that and i wish they had gone along those lines because i thought that would have been so much cooler can you imagine that's probably why they did Yeah, but that, I wish they yeah. still would have did it, man. I, I'm all up for things like that. Yeah, man. but but yeah, I like Zootopia for all the same reasons you did. Yeah. Um, it was very colorful. It was you know a bunch of movie references. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, all that stuff. So that's my number three. Okay, cool, cool. I guess it's my turn. Uh, my number three is what's the movie? Fantastic. What, I Fantastic Beast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Fantastic Beast. I don't even remember the name. <laughs> yeah, and it's your number three. <laughs> it's my number three. Strange. Uh, I thought that was your number one earlier. Yeah, I, I know. Audible Play. Yeah. Switching it up. Switching it up. Switching mm-hmm. it up. Um, okay. So yeah, your list went through a lot of changes. I know, I, but I had to. You know what I mean? I yeah. had to. But my number three is Fantastic Beasts. Um, it's been a while since I've seen it, so I don't necessarily <laughs> remember a certain scene that stuck. I need to you me. to give me like every plot point, <laughs> <and> like <laughs> detailed breakdown of this movie, because I because I didn't see it, and I don't think you saw it either. <laughs> did you? I know well, it's well, a guess what? You, prequel to Harry Potter in yeah, the same yeah. world. Well, it's right, in right, the right. 1920s, isn't right. it? Right. It is yeah. I do remember that. It is in the <laughs> 1920s. It is in the 1920s. Uh, but you guys are just going to have to go see it, man. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't have a certain well, scene, but I will say this. I was going to say, what do you like about well, it? This is why I like it, and this is why it's in my top five, because just the way it captured my imagination. Like, not a lot of movies do that. Like, and I was, I think I was either talking to you or Zach mm-hmm. off camera. I can't really remember which one, but I was saying how. You know, when I go to the movies, I expect to come to their world. Like, bring me to your world. Right. Like, that's what I'm coming to the movies for. And that's kind of like what happened with Fantastic Beasts. And that's why I like it. That's why, I'm a, why it's my number three. See? Cool. <sighs> <laughs> you really don't want to. Really don't want to pass it off to Zach. Shut up. I kind of had to. Go ahead, Zach. What's your, uh, what's your yeah. number three? Well, I was struggling. Oh, my God. I'll. <laughs> I'll try to cut it down, but again, it's a movie I know neither of you have seen, and I was—you don't have to explain it to me, though. <laughs> okay, much. Of course, you don't. True. Go ahead. Unless it's got explosions or honey dancing sheep, then that's fair too. That's it. That oh, was an insult, you, but that was fair. Are you talking about La La Land? No, no, no. no, I, no. I, I heard singing. <laughs> I thought I heard singing. She. I tuned out for a second. Did you guys ever see that? Did you? I did. No. Anybody see? You saw that? I, I, I still want to go see that's it. That's coming up. Sorta. Spoilers. That's coming up on the list, but that's not number three. Yeah, it's number probably gonna be number one. Th- What's number, number three? Number three is Hell or High Water. It's about this, oh, is okay. Go ahead. It's I'm about sorry. these two brothers. One is sort of like always been the goody nope, two shoes of I the family. The other is the kid who's been in and out of trouble with the law all his life, and their mother dies, and now the bank is gonna take their property. So basically, they decide they're gonna rob all the banks that are owned by this larger branch. And so they're going from small town, from small town in Texas, robbing these banks. And you've got the two Texas Rangers, one of them played by Jeff Bridges, right. and I forget who the other actor is, and they're chasing after them. Mm-hmm. The two things I loved about this movie. A, it was beautifully shot with gorgeous music. There's just one scene where Jeff Bridges is staring out, looking out over the desert where the sun's coming down. And it's, that's a great scene by itself. But I love the characters. I love the unpredictability of the brother who's the more dangerous one. I love the relationship that Jeff Bridges has with his fellow Texas Ranger because Jeff Bridges is white. His partner is half Native American, half Mexican. And they have that relationship where they're always picking at each other because right. you know one's white and one's Native American. And they have those sort of jokes back and forth. But think, you can tell. I think you've already lost Mark. No, no, no. I'm actually, I'm actually doing. So, I'm actually doing something for this. <laughs> Thanks for calling me out. I, uh... It comes from a very right. positive place because you know that they're making these connections and these jokes and stuff based on all these years of mutual respect and friendship. So they don't really mean the things they say, but they're like joking with each other. Right. Like they've they've gotten to that point where 
they can make jokes about this and that and the other and they know that they don't, they don't really mean it. Yeah. yeah. And just it's a rare movie where you root for the cops, but you root for the robbers as well. Because usually it's one or the other. Yeah. Like, why do you either. root for the robbers? Because both of them are really strong characters. They're doing it for a semi-noble cause. They want to get enough money to purchase their land back before the bank forecloses on it. And you can tell that you know the brother's very conflicted about all this. He's the one... Who's there basically to make sure that his other brothers in check? Like he makes sure he doesn't shoot anybody and doesn't go crazy because he's the kind of character who would do that because he's right. been in jail multiple times for assault and armed robbery and stuff like that. So you really don't want these people to get caught, but at the same time they're doing illegal stuff, and you want the detectives to catch them because they're good characters, they're good detectives. But at the same time, you're like. But these guys are just so endearing that it's hard to root for and against them at the same time. And mm-hmm. the ending where they get cornered and the bullets are flying back and forth. You don't know who's going to get hit, who's not going to get hit. When certain characters die, it's like, oh, you really feel like, God, we just lost this person out of nowhere. Like right. They just be talking to each other and then... Bam, a shot right in the head out of nowhere, like in the middle of the conversation. And it was a very beautifully shot movie. Great acted, great characters. It's definitely, definitely up there. Nice. Cool. Good. Okay. So I guess we pass it back off to. We pass it back off to. Yeah, you're a little far away from the mic there. Extremely far away from the mic. Apologize for that. We pass it back off to Kenan for his number two movie. Yeah, so my number two, um, now, now along with Zootopia, like I said, these next ones, I do feel like they deserve to be on the list. They, they were really that good. Mm-hmm. Definitely the best of 2016. So my number two, I actually just snuck it in because uh, mm-hmm. I watched Audible it last play. night. Okay. Yeah, I watched it okay. last night. What did you watch? Yeah. So I watched, and number two is Kubo and the Two Strings. Oh, I know what you're talking mm-hmm. about. So, no yeah, I, I kind of figured <laughs> Okay. It's animated, Mark. Well, okay, actually, it's, cool. I mean, like it is. It is technically cool. under the class of animation, but it's more that claymation kind of style, like the um, Nightmare Before Christmas. Exactly. Mm, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Where Oops, it was, right. it was physically they had like doll. Well, not dolls, but they had like movable figures, and right. so they would. It, it's like Robot Chicken, you know. Ah, all right. There you go. Something <laughs> relatable for you. <clears throat> Excuse me, but but yeah, Kubo and the Two Strings was really good. I mean, just the art alone. Um, and, and the fact that when you're watching the movie, keeping in mind, that's what they did. And like pretty much everything you see is not computer generated. Like somebody handcrafted mm-hmm. or not handcrafted it, but handmade it. Yeah. It's handcrafted. Um, it's, it's really such a beautiful film. The story is pretty predictable. Like I'll be honest with that. And and basically the story is that you follow this little kid named Kubo. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it starts out with his mother. It, it took him to safety at, when he was a baby because right. his grandfather who is a deity he's a god um tried to take his eyes like physically out of his body because mm-hmm. he wanted him and and it kind of becomes apparent throughout the story but he basically wanted him to turn a blind eye to humanity right. because kubo is like part human part god mm-hmm. basically and so that's the whole story is that he's on the run from his grandfather um, and he's you know missing an eye. That's why he's wearing an eye patch because mm-hmm. he only has half his eyesight. And um, it's really also kind of about family too, 
I guess would be fair to say. Yeah. But it's it's just so beautifully animated. That's why I put it in there. Even though the story is predictable, it's just beautifully animated, beautifully thought out. Yeah. Um, tons and tons of work gone mm-hmm. into right. it, and and I think that alone makes it deserve to be number two. Wow, so, you me want to go see if it. you look yeah. at the Jeez. trailer just for it where he's out at sea at mm-hmm. first you don't really know it's animated until you like zoom in and you yeah. see the boat then then you realize oh yeah it's animated but those first like long shots of the ocean look like shots of the ocean yeah yeah because i mean like somebody stood there and made each wave and stuff like that like it's not there were there was computer help like they did green screen a couple things but yeah. that's because usually the things were so big right you know that they couldn't put them in the scene with the other dolls and i do want to say that the character development was actually really good like i did like the characters and they felt real you know like kubo acts like a kid right. like there's a scene it's gonna sound weird but there's a monkey and there's a <laughs> uh, there's a monkey that talks and there's uh, okay. a giant like beetle man beetle yeah, yeah beetle man because japan <laughs> yeah it's based, it's based off japanese folktale or folklore okay. Um, which is another reason why I liked it because, you know, I like Japanimation and stuff like that. Um, but it, it's based off of that stuff. And, like, there's a scene where basically they're traveling and it's snowing and Kubo's upset because he doesn't want to travel or he he doesn't really want to do anything. So he wants to have fun. Right. And so basically he tries to start um, – no, he doesn't start a snowball fight. He actually – he can make, like, these origami things. And, but he doesn't have to like he just has to think it and it trans the paper transforms into whatever he wants right. and so he makes origami sparrows or something like that and uh they start dive bombing the monkey like it was pretty funny so <laughs> you really making me want to go see that man. yeah because like you guys seem really really into it i'm just saying like, oh yeah, i haven't a good seen film. it I haven't oh you haven't seen, seen it you just, you just seen the trailer yeah. okay cool now i don't feel so bad <laughs> <laughs> but yeah but so that's my number two so moving on to do you. you do you have an honorable mention at all <clears throat> we'll do that before we get to number yeah, two. Well, this yeah. is number two, though. Yeah, but then yeah. we'll do two. two, two, and then... And then we'll do honorable mention, honorable fair mention. Enough. Okay, you know, fair enough. And then we'll do number one for last. My number two movie for 2016 is Star Wars. Star Wars um, Rogue mm. One. It was a really mm. dope movie. I don't, don't look at me like that, Zach. <laughs> He's looking at me like oh, something's wrong. But I, I really thought it was a dope movie. It was a great, great story. They set it up for the next one, of course. And I'm not even like a huge Star Wars fan. Yeah. But like this really, really had me involved. I don't, hey, say what you want. Mark, <laughs> I don't think say what you want. Zach seems upset. In my favorite, no, 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 no. <laughs> my favorite, and I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna let you go right after this because I'm done right after this. Mine's a short and sweet, but like my favorite, favorite scene was when uh, it was, it was pretty much at the end where they got the plan to mm-hmm. take down the Death Star, mm-hmm. and then like the uh, the Dark Vader was like fighting oh, yeah. all these guys, I like and choking everybody, and then like they just barely got it away. Like I, I live for stuff like that, so. Uh, that's why I thought it was super, super dope. I will say it was a good movie. Like, the last third oh, act. Oh, yeah, you did see it, didn't you? Yeah, I did. The last third act with, like, the battle on the, the tropical planet and yeah. the space. That, all movie. that stuff was great. Yeah. It's just the first two-thirds of it was okay. It wasn't bad. It was just okay in that, like, Forrest Whitaker's acting was all over the place. It was like, are you really? Are you real? <laughs> <laughs> and, um... They're, like the characters were pretty good, but there was that sense of like, I know what's going to happen technically because this is like, it's a prequel to the the original the four, one, yeah. but it's like a two minute before the credits start to roll prequel to the first four. Yeah. Like the literal end of Rogue One is Princess Leia's ship is flying away and Darth Vader is coming after mm-hmm. her. 
So on the one hand, it's like, well, you know they're going to get the plans. You know they're going to get away. Yeah. Like, you know this, 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 and this is going to happen because you've seen A New Hope, most likely. Right. And the biggest thing I had an issue with, it was kind of an issue with the movie, but it was more of an overall issue with, I fear, where Hollywood is going to go in the future. Okay. Peter Cushing's character who was the Grand Admiral Tarkin, the old white oh, guy. Oh, yeah, we, did, we talked about this briefly, yeah. didn't we? He's been dead for decades, and <clears throat> they CGI'd him into this movie. And I thought at first, you know, if you see him from the back or he has one line or something like that, that's fine. But this guy had scene after scene after scene, and it was so awkward to sit there and watch this. And it really got me thinking... And also they did the same thing with Carrie Fisher at the end because even though she was still alive when the movie was produced, they CGI'd her to make her look like she did in The New Hope. What is disturbing about that to me is this idea that in the future Hollywood is not really going to care about individual actors or characters like that and they'll just be like well if we want someone to be in this regardless of if they're dead or they're unavailable well, now, wait we'll a minute wait a minute CGI them into Here goes. excuse me Here yeah goes. i you got to give defense to no. the no you do you do because of its placement in the timeline first of all star wars is one of the biggest films out there i, I mean it's probably the biggest film series that's out there. You can't deny that with the revenue oh, and all the money. That. Right. So they're going to do whatever they got to do to protect their brand. But here's now, the thing. No, no, like, no, no, no. Let me finish. Yeah. Let me finish. So the whole reason that they decided to CGI those things mm-hmm. is because of its placement in the timeline. Like if they had somebody else come in, it would have looked weird. It, it would have been a hard sell. Right. If they had presented, obviously they weren't going to, but if they had presented Carrie Fisher at her age, or if they had just taken shots from the first Star yeah. Wars film or episode four. Well, they did that for a couple they, of pilots. They, they did, but, but I mean, like, that was pilots. They don't, you know, pilots are, don't really care. Like, you know what I mean? Nobody cares about the pilots. Yeah, but the only no, reason they did does. that is because those were pilots from episode four, and they wanted people to be like, aha, right. those are the same. Only the hardcore fans, right? and that's why they CGI'd them. Yeah. Like, it, in its defense, the way they used it, I think, was fair, and it was okay. It, it just and I don't think it's a direction Hollywood's going to go in. I I will say yeah, that. That's a huge statement. I think it yeah. will, and that's why I'm scared. But Welcome also, back to the conversation. Thank you. You were back. Uh, <laughs> I was playing with like, a cat. Uh, <laughs> a counterpoint to that statement is there's another character in the movie who okay. was in the original Star Wars timelines that they did not do that with. They actually got an, an actor from today and got them to play that role. Okay. And again, that was a character that had a lot of scenes. She was in. She was like the one of the main leaders of the rebellion outside of. She was the woman in white, you right? Know? Right. And they got an actress that looked a lot like, like the original. Her. If you yeah. go on the internet and look at the pictures side by side, it's, it's like almost wow, identical. Yeah. These two people look. If you could do that with one character, why didn't you do that with Peter Cushing? 
I can understand That's maybe Leia because well, probably she's such they couldn't an icon. find anybody that looked like him. You couldn't find an I mean, old for, white for, guy. Hang on, <laughs> in Hollywood. hang on. Now wait a minute. For all we it's, know, the lady that played that point. could have been her daughter. It wasn't. I checked. Okay. <laughs> he is so. It's, I, do, you, I, I, like, do you love Star Wars? Is that what it is? Like, I actually really do fan? like Star Wars. Oh, oh I, really, I do. Okay. okay. I really That's where know that. the passion is coming from, everybody. But no, like I said, like, <laughs> yeah, I, I never knew that about him. Good overall, and I like the last third was amazing. That climactic battle was yeah. really great my main and I love like you said the best scene in that is where Darth Vader is coming down the hallway right. and they're just trapped in it right. this is the first time we've got to see Darth Vader be like really Darth menacing right, 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 right. I was talking to a guy time. about that earlier today he was like we've never seen this guy actually do anything so like <laughs> he loved it man shout out to Chris Chris Mass that's my guy that's my guy he may listen he may listen so I, shout out I'm to you Chris I'm just a little worried that this seems like a sort of thing that Hollywood might fall into a trend of doing right. especially I, I don't think so well also you know especially addressing it now that Carrie Fisher has passed away in real life I know they've done all the shooting for mm-hmm. episode 8 what mm-hmm. are they going to do for nine? Are they going to CGI her? No, again? they're probably they're probably going to ki- either kill her off in nine, or they're going to, uh, or not in nine. They'll probably do it in do eight. It eight. Or they'll probably imply that she died too. Because they movies do that a lot. Well, too, they don't now. even have to do that. Like they could just have her character issue commands off screen and stuff like that. Oh, she's too important to be bothered. You know. Oh God. You don't, you don't like do that. that? No, I don't like I that either. It. I hate it because it's like you're like, come on, bro. Like you're <laughs> like we just, just my intelligence. Just we all knew what happened. Yeah, yeah, like just, just the back of the head. Like, don't, like, like you gave <laughs> no effort. Exactly. Like, that's how it feels. Yeah. You gave no effort. But what, where are we at right now? Who's who's turn is it? Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. I forgot we were so on your topic. We ramble. It's all good. Go ahead. What's your number two? My number two. Hopefully, it's not something crazy. Is La Star Wars. Okay. Just for reference, Mark is not thrilled about. He does not like musical fan. Not at all. Not at all. Uh, I don't understand this at all because I'm a very big musical fan. I loved this movie because the production value was amazing. Like from the choreography to the sets to the costumes to the every single thing felt very big and theatrical and well-produced. Um, but <laughs> the biggest thing right. I would say is that I loved the story and I loved the characters because it was that typical love letter to Hollywood sort of mm-hmm. thing where it's like, I'm a struggling actress and I want to make it and yeah. I'm a struggling musician and I want to make it and yeah. so and so. And they played with those, you know, bits of it. But what I really loved about it is that the first half of the movie was framed like a traditional musical. It sort of went the way you would expect a musical to go to. The second half of the movie was still a musical, but less so. And it was like, what if a musical happened in real life? Like, what if mm-hmm. the decisions and the harsh reality of real life sort of entered the theater world where it takes those, you know, not all the happy singing and stuff like that is going to fix the problem. And, you know, people don't always end up together when they think that they're going to. Like, yeah. it takes, you know, that notion of, you know, the notion of so many of these is that, you know, love conquers all, right. you just believe, and it's like, well, you know, sometimes you need to work at it. Sometimes you need to do this, this, and this, and this in order to achieve your dreams, and 
it dealt with that, you know, just believing and being in love doesn't automatically solve everything. It doesn't fix everything. It doesn't solve all your problems. And sometimes right. people just don't end up together. Like, it it paints this, you know, so many musicals end with... So I'm like, assuming the main characters don't end up together? No, they don't. Spoiler okay. alert. Yeah, yeah I know but, the feeling. <laughs> and it, and it's, and, but it feels very real-worldish. Like, there's no big blow-off where they're like, you know, you did this, or you did this, or so-and-so, and then they break up and they get back together. It's just like, their careers and their yeah. dream past, they just conflict where so, they can't get along they can't make it work right. with the schedules and the shootings and this that and the other back and forth and so many hollywood couples just drift, drift apart, apart because yeah. the industry that they live in doesn't make for a very sound relationships very long lasting right so let me let me ask this then because you're talking about how you like how it depicted real life basically so compare comparing that to Hairspray, and I know they're two different films. Mm. <laughs> Mark checked out of this conversation. <laughs> Long time ago. Go ahead. Guys. So, because Hairspray was kind of about the same thing, but it had kind of that done. ending where everything worked out. And you're and so you're saying you much prefer the ending to La La Land versus the ending to Hairspray because they did both of them. Oh, they did. Spoiler alert: the very last scene in the movie. She is now a big famous actress, and he wanted to have his own jazz band and stuff like that, his own mm-hmm. club. She accidentally wanders into his club and sees that he's done it, and you know she's happy for him that he made it. But she has this sort of like in her head sort of fantasy uh, sequence where it basically plays out if what if this was a traditional um, musical where they do end up getting married and have a kid at right. the end, but then. Of course, the dream ends and the reality comes back in. So you see that, you see the fantasized, the romanticized sort right. of view. But then also you have to realize that that is a fantasy. That right. is in your head that, you know, it doesn't always come that way and this is how it ended up. So it's that very bittersweet sort of ending where they both got what they wanted. They both got their dreams, but they didn't get each other. Right. And that was... That happens sometimes. That's that okay. real world sort of compare and contrast thing like that. Okay. Well, do you want to, just really quick, do you want to pause there and yeah. take care of that? All right, I'll pause it. Is that poop or vomit? Did you just say, does Zach poop? No, I said, is that Oh, poop oh. Or all right, so we're picking up recording where we left off this time. Sorry about that. Sorry, uh, technical difficulties. Yeah, technical guys. difficulties. We're back. Though. We'll we'll leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we're back but, with our honorable mentions. Okay. Yes, and and I'll start off with those. So for honorable mentions for me, I actually had I think four of them. Yeah, I and I'm just going to run through them really quick. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I got a, yeah. I got a few to like that too. Yeah, I'm I'm not going to spend too much time on each one. I'm just going to talk about them. So honorable mentions, and in no particular order. Yeah. I'm just running down the list. Uh, nice guys. I don't know if you guys got a chance to see that or nope, not. Nope, I have not. Um, it's got from La La Land. I can't remember his name right now. Um, Ryan Gosling. Yeah, it's got Ryan Gosling in it. Of course, he would know that. Yeah, of course. I just he saw would. the movie like two days ago. <laughs> I'm just messing. With but you. it's Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe. I think it's Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. Yeah. Um, and basically, they're they're two detective agencies or two detectives working on trying to solve a crime and stuff like that. And it was actually really good. And you know, if if you like that older type, because I think it was set in the 70s, mm. 
Um, the comedy was spot on with it. Like he, Ryan Gosling has a little girl, yeah. and like there's that famous line of like, she's like, "There's whores and stuff like that in yeah. the house," and, and he's like, "Sweetie, sweetie, don't say and stuff. Just say whores." Right. Like you know. <laughs> so you know, it's that type of comedy. Um, it was really good. Um, it, it's just that like it lost my attention in the third act. Or at the beginning of the third act. So that's why it's not in the top five. Yeah. Like, it was kind of a slow burn. It took a while to get going. But I do recommend it. Okay. Um, I also put on their Sausage Party. Ah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I know, okay, I know okay. you liked it, Mark. Okay. I never saw it. <laughs> yeah, oh, I don't I don't God. think you would really like it. Yeah. I you wouldn't heard, enjoy it. Like, I heard mixed reviews from people. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And, well, that's, that's the whole thing. Like, you have to have a particular type of humor to enjoy Sausage Party. You do. Because um, it is n- not at all for kids. Like well, not at all, and, and no, it's and, and I mean that's by design, but yeah, but it's um you know people think if it's animated they don't want to watch it because it's meant for kids. No, it's not the, true. The no, I'm not saying you. I'm not saying you. Just you. Say it in general. Yeah, because because like definitely I have conversations like that with my sister where like I want her to watch certain shows because I really enjoy them. I think they're fantastic. Like I love Full Metal Alchemist. Right. I would love for my sister to sit down. Why are you shaking your head like that? It, it's it's this guy at work who uh-huh. always wants Talks. to talk to me about anime. Oh really? He just walks out. Shout like, him hey, out. Shout him out right now. <laughs> I don't know his I don't last think we want to do it. <laughs> God. But but that's the whole thing is that like I I, I don't recommend really anime for anybody, but there are certain series where it's like I think it's so good that people should watch it. Anyways, that's from the point. Sausage Party was really good. I like how they kind of approached the idea of religion a little mm, bit. Yeah, 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 hundred um, percent. Yeah, and and it wasn't it wasn't like a lot of movies where it's like if you believe in religion you're dumb. Right. It like explained why these characters actually cared about this religion, right? Um, and then kind of like realized that their version of it was not real, right? So, so oh, I have that. Man, that was a good movie. It was. It was pretty good. But again, it was one of those where it was like, the reason why it's not on my top five is because of the fact that like, it's it's very limited in its audience. So I enjoyed it, but I know like Zach probably wouldn't enjoy it. People in my family probably wouldn't enjoy it. Right. You know. And it's very vulgar. It is. It's It's very, very especially the very last part. It's very, very vulgar. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Still enjoyed it though. Yeah. Still enjoyed Um, it. So then another one, number three of my honorable mentions, and I have four total. Okay. Number three of my honorable mentions is actually Angry Birds. Um, okay. The okay. movie. Right. Yeah. I I right. mean, like, it was good. Um, I, I'm actually kind of questioning it now. Yeah, they weren't that great. But but the whole point is that, like, the movie knew what it was from the beginning. Right. Yeah, it's not the greatest movie out there, and it's not, story-wise, it's not that good. But, like, it is enjoyable. I was entertained. Um, and that's why I think you should get an honorable mention. Um, and the animation was really good. I think it was top notch. Yeah. And then number four, I definitely know you guys have not heard of this movie. And it, so cool. too, also got kind of bad reviews. But I enjoyed it. I liked it. Um, the movie is called Ratchet and Clank. I've um, heard of it. I it's a video game, isn't it? it? Right, but they made a movie. How was it? I actually enjoyed it. I played. I watched the movie and I played the video game. Mm. Um, I only played like the first two and then the remake that came out this year i think um but i i enjoyed it just because like to me it was it was a movie made for video gamers and specifically video gamers who love ratchet and clank and that's why i enjoyed it and so it's not for everybody and it has a lot of humor and has a lot of callbacks and stuff like that um and and that's why i think it deserves an honorable mention because even though it got really bad reviews i feel like it got bad reviews because it was catering to people who already knew the series oh, right. you know so it was kind of that catch 22 thing hey man 
feed your core audience. And, and that's, that, <laughs> like, I'm and, not and mad at think, you for that. And I think that's the, the other thing, too. The just to get it, man. <laughs> hey, it is well, what it is. The, the other core. thing, too, to say about Ratchet and Clank is I think the movie was actually made by the same studio that created the video games, which very rarely happens. Because mm. um, it was, I, I want to say it was Naughty Dog. It might have been Naughty Dog. It might have been somebody else. Mm. But that doesn't happen a lot. So I did, I did want to call that out, too. Uh, but those are my honorable mentions. What about you, Mark? Uh, I don't think I have as many. That's um, fine. Obviously, one was Bad Moms, but it's in my top five now. So Magnificent Seven. Like I said, I'm going to swap them out. Magnificent okay. Seven. Uh, for the same reasons, Kenan liked it. Uh, cinematography was beautiful, of course. I'm an action guy, so I really enjoyed like the bang, bang, shoot them up. I really enjoyed that last scene. Well, one of the last scenes where uh, Chris Pat- Pratt is like running up to like the, the mm-hmm. bad guys or whatever. And like they sh- they're shooting him, bang, 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 and he goes to the ground and he lays down, like his head is like face down, and then he puts like a cigar or a cigarette in his mouth, and like somebody goes to light it, and then he comes up with a gun. I just thought that was a dope, dope scene. That's why I liked it so yeah. much. Um, another honorable mention. Let's see. I really enjoyed Doctor Strange. Not enough to put it in my top five. <laughs> I should have mentioned that as one of my honorable yeah. mentions. I forgot yeah. about it. It was 100%. good. It was a good. Know, film. It, was, it was. It was a really good movie. I did. I was not in love with the end of it though. I'm getting there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> way to way to spoil it for everybody. Oh. Uh, so Doctor Strange, and then is there any more that I thought was really really good? What about X Men? Because that came out too. X Men Apocalypse. No. We'll save no. it. We'll save 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 it. <laughs> I, last time we talked, you you liked it, I thought. We'll, we'll save it. We'll save it. <laughs> and, so anything else then? Um, we, uh, I'm trying to think of stuff we like. You I saw The Conjuring 2, didn't you? Did you? I believe I did. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the one where it was like in London or yep. whatever it was, and the girl was like in the chair, and she, yeah, that mo- that was a dope movie. Thank you for that. That is one of my honorable that's, mentions. That's that one was of my honorable movie. mentions too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Didn't yeah. um, Ten Cloverfield Lane come out this year too? That's in my honorable. Not okay. feeling. Yep. Not feeling yeah, that I thought much. you saw that, didn't you? I did see it. But yeah, you, yeah, yeah. not enough. Not enough to okay. not even to get in my honorable mentions. But my last honorable mention is Sausage Party. I enjoyed that movie as well. Yeah. So. All right, my honorable mention. I'm interested mentions. in your number one now because I thought that was your number one. We'll save it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll save it, okay. My honorable mentions are Ten Cloverfield Lane. I really liked it, but okay. the last like 20 minutes, like it should have ended 20 minutes sooner Before, than it yeah. actually did, and that's what kept it from being in the top five. Other okay. than that, it was beautiful performances, really great atmosphere, character work. Mm-hmm. Those last 20 minutes, man, just. The Witch, I really love that. It's a horror movie that came out in January. Very well shot, great suspense, everything you want in a horror movie. The Conjuring 2, again, another really great horror Phenomenal movie. movie. Um, I would say Shin Godzilla was pretty good. I wanted to see yeah, it, but I, I never got a chance didn't. to see it. And also uh, Christine, not the Stephen King movie, but it's a movie about... It's a real story of a reporter in Florida in 1970s who committed suicide live on air. Oh, yeah. And the story was about her life, her depression, trying to make it as a female reporter, but, you know, being in love with her co-anchor, but him not reciprocating it and all those different challenges. Her mom, you know, not being a very good mother and stuff like that. Uh, again, there were some things in it that just prevented it from being in the top five. Yeah. But those, I would say, are my great. Oh, and uh, 
some movies like Don't Breathe and Green Room. I never Room. saw that one. I really wanted to see uh, it. Those were both really good. Mm-hmm. Don't want to talk about Builders. Green Room. Oh, yeah. He didn't like that. Um, Green Room. Green Room. Well, that was what the was thing we not, did for the... Nazis. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. That came out this year. Yeah, I won't feel it. That came out this year? That came out oh, like wow. early, yeah. early this year. Was not feeling that one, no. <laughs> Did you like that one? Did I like that one? Where no, no, no. What was the other one that was against assault. it? Assault. That's the one. Yeah. Uh, assault on Precinct. Too. I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember at all. Um, those are those are my honorable mentions that were really. There were some others that were good, but those were just they were better than the rest, but just not quite good enough to crack the number one spot or the top five spot. Cool. All right, now we're gonna go into all of our number ones. Yes. Number one. So we'll start one, with one, mine one. since it was already kind of spoiled. Go ahead. <sighs> yep, that was coming. Of course. You spoiled um, mine, so it's okay. <laughs> yep, that was coming too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. What's your number one? <laughs> so my my number one is Deadpool. Okay. Uh, yeah, okay. and 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 I think it came out at the time that it needed to, because like I said, we said earlier, a lot of super film superhero films have mm-hmm. come out recently. Yeah. And this movie kind of makes fun of them. Right. 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 And I think it's definitely needed. It's just it's fun to watch. Like. Yeah. Again, it's that specific type of humor, but I was actually surprised by how many people. Like uh, like really yeah, and it was all different age ranges too. Because yeah. I remember I was talking with um, somebody at work who mm. was, you know, older than I am, and, right. and they seemed to really, really enjoy it. And I was kind of surprised because that's that. another vulgar. Mo- I didn't mean to yeah. cut you off, but no, it's good. another vulgar movie like The Sausage Party. So yeah. like the fact that it so that reached- says a lot about you guys. That's okay. Uh, I'm okay. Hey, yeah. I'm, okay with, <laughs> I'm okay with being that guy. Whatever. Yeah. But but no, I mean not only that, but it's just all the comedy is spot on, and like they got the perfect actors. I, in my opinion, the perfect actors to play all the part. Ryan Reynolds as Wade Wilson, of course. Um, T J Miller as his friend. I, I can't remember what the friend's name is. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, he was the bar the, owner. The, yeah, this movie came out like in February. Almost, yeah, like it came so out in like, February. It's it's January all, now. All your other movies you saw within the last like two months. Right. Like, <laughs> so you know, it is what it but, is. Uh, <laughs> but but no, I mean, just everything about it is is just great. And um, they wanted to do so much more with it too. And and some of the best scenes, like the scene at the end where he left all the weapons in the trunk of the car, mm. like. They originally there was going to be a huge battle planned out, but then they didn't have the budget for it, mm. and so they just decided to do that joke instead, and that was great. It was perfect. It's it's the type of film that really should never have been made, and it got the chance to be made, and and they had to That's dope. yeah yeah, and and they had to roll with so many punches because it was like Fox was you know yeah about they, the X Men thing right. Well, not even about the X Men thing, but it was—it was just Fox had no interest in making it, and the only reason that it got made was because somebody leaked the trailer online, and the internet just like erupted. Yeah, 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 they loved it, and they just wanted to see more of it. So yeah. then Fox greenlit it, but then even when they greenlit it, they greenlit it with all these like stipulations yeah. and only a limited budget, which yeah. is they like Deadpool didn't even have the same budget that a normal superhero movie would have. Yeah, and we're talking sure. about like superhero movies that are, are things like people have never even heard of, you know. Um, I, I an example is kind of escaping me right now, but Ant Man. Yeah, Ant Man. That that would be a good example. Ant-Man like it had, I think trash. it had a less budget than Ant Man did. Right. Um, and and it just did so much more, and it was so much better 
and, and in my opinion, it's probably one of the best superhero movies out there. Uh, and it is meant to be a comedy. Yeah. But um, that that's my reason. I'd like it's it's one of those movies that like I will have no problem rewatching it anytime yeah. I want. You know, I'll, I'll always watch rewatch it. Stop recording this and go. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about certain scenes and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, yeah that was a really dope movie. Yeah. So no, I agree, man. That was a really yeah. cool movie. Yeah. All that's right. Number one. That's a good number. Yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah. It was a great number one pick. Is what it was. And, oh my god! I give this guy. It's great. No. <laughs> they take the mile, bro. It's yeah. fine. Whatever. It's, he's my friend. You know. What can I do? That's why All I right. never give people compliments ever. I don't think that's the reason why you don't ever <laughs> give people compliments. Oh <laughs> uh, no, my number one is uh, Kenny. Kenny kind of spoiled it, but it's all good. I still love him. Uh, yeah. X Men Apocalypse is my number one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's audible play. That's a, that's a football term. If you guys don't know, um, but no, I really, really, really enjoyed um, X Men Apocalypse. And my favorite, favorite scene. You guys know I gotta have a favorite scene. Uh, was when uh, they came into like the the little. Uh, uh, the school, the X Men school, where they raise all the X Men or whatever, like the bad guys did. The bad guys, you know, came into the school. Xavier School for Gifted Children. Right. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm doing Mark, all these Mark's hand motions yeah. for help, and neither one of them were helping me. And Kenny came into the last second. It's fine. I, I really wanted to watch you struggle, I, and then I realized I was drowning, that, guys. Yeah, and then I, I realized that nobody could see except you know, except me and, and that's what made it better. That's why I was okay <laughs> with drowning for like five seconds. Because nobody can see me really, really drowning, but yeah. <laughs> movies and junk. Um, <laughs> but no, I really enjoyed the scene where they come into they come into the school, um, and the guy. I guess it was uh, struggling against Cyclops' oh, brother. Cyclops. Oh. He takes oh, off the thing okay. and he tries to destroy the the whole situation or whatever. And at that moment, it turns like everything turns slow, and you see it from the point of view of uh, what's the guy's name? The Quicksilver. Fast guy. Yeah, Quicksilver. And he runs in and he saves everybody, and they have this cool music going on. And it was just so much going on, like in that scene, even though it was slow, but it was kind of like fast. Like, I, I just like stuff like that where it's two things in right. one. So I got a lot of hand gestures, guys. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Zach is mocking me right yeah, now. Yeah, I know. It's cool. Um, Whatever, <laughs> whatever. He's still going. Anyway, what is your number one, Zach? My number one is. Don't take forever, though. <laughs> whatever. My number one is. He's only. he's kind of got a legitimate point. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Go ahead, Zach. Go ahead. We can leave you alone. Go ahead, man. I'm just gonna edit me out. I'm gonna say my number one is, and then you're just gonna cut to. That, and that just, was the end. That's that was the right. end. That was, tune in it's, next week. <laughs> <sighs> My number one is Arrival, and it's a really, really great movie. I actually wasn't going to see this in theaters because I like the premise, but I was like, I'm going to Netflix that when it comes out. But so many people I knew who usually don't go on the internet. You don't have Netflix, though. I would Redbox. Redbox is what I should have said. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So many people I know who normally don't go on the internet and write about how awesome movies are, they were talking about Arrival. And I was like, I want to go see that. So I'm glad I did because it was a complete theater experience. Like seeing it in a theater elevated it so much more, I think, than actually seeing it on a normal screen or on a laptop or something like is that. Is it still out? If you don't mind me asking. Yes, it's still I believe, out? but it's in very limited runs right now because it's oh, been gosh. out for a few months. Okay. So the, the basic Friday. story is all these spaceships come down out of nowhere and mm. everybody's freaking out. It's like, what are these aliens doing here? Right. Is it an invasion? Is it this, this, this? So they get Amy Adams, who is a linguistic 
expert to try and make contact with the aliens. And the other governments are trying to make contact with the aliens too. Right. And it's all about like trying to figure out how to communicate with these aliens, but also in a diplomatic way to where mm-hmm. we don't start an incident or another government starts an incident because they keep talking about how the Chinese are like always one step away from like just launching the nuclear warheads at everything. And I love that they played with where most people would expect the story to go because at the beginning of the movie you see Amy Adams have this little girl who's like her daughter and you see her born you see her like early life and then she dies when she's still very young from like a terminal illness and then you and that's when the movie starts proper and Amy Adams is going to her work and she has that sort of air about her like that was what happened this is the present but as you watch the movie, you sort of realize that that's not the case. Where, and that's one of the big things that they play with in this movie is about time travel and the manipulation of, not time travel, but the perception of time and the manipulation of time. Mm-hmm. And you slowly start to realize that things that we thought happened before might be happening in the future or they may be happening at the same time. This sounds very complicated. It is kind of complicated. It is a very complicated story. (laughs) But it's very satisfying once you realize what they're doing. It's like, oh, I know what they're doing now. It's a very satisfying sort of payoff for everything. And I think, because I only ever talked to one person about Arrival and they mentioned that they didn't like it. And that's probably the reason why they didn't like it because it was a little. It sounds a little too complicated. It's you know what I mean? It's definitely like there's so many moving parts. Movie. I don't mean that to sound offensive, Whoa. but it is <laughs> like I'm gonna be honest. The I don't mean to sound offensive, movie but it is. goer, you know, goes to see big explosions, big sets, big pieces. Like so that. me, Very you're talking simple. about me. That's what you're doing. <laughs> yes, right yes. What a dick. These are my friends. It's okay. Go ahead. Well, wait. What do you mean? These are my friends? I wasn't talking about oh, you. You're right. I'm sorry. This is my friend Zach. What a dick. <laughs> Go ahead, Zach. But it's definitely a movie where, you know, it's still sci-fi themed, but you're not going to get spaceship adventures. You're not going to get laser war or robot battles or anything like that. It's it's very 2001, a space odyssey sort of sci-fi, where it's that kind of, like, um, very mind-trippy in certain places, too, like... The, where the gravity goes from one area to another and they have to move from one. It's very beautifully shot where they think that they're, oh, no gravity and stuff like that, and then they realize that they actually can stand, but then when they look down, they can see the ground, but they're still walking up normal, and it makes you feel like you're in that position, like what it would be like to walk up the side of a building and look down and like right. see the ground beneath you sort of thing. Yeah. And, like, the aliens, the way they communicate, and the entire story, it was just very beautifully shot, very well acted, great story, and I'm glad that I saw it in the theaters, and it was just an overall a very satisfying movie. And I think, honestly, it's the kind of movie that will probably get at least a few nominations at the Oscars, but I don't know if it's going to win. (laughs) That's a huge statement. I wish you guys could have seen Ken's face when he said that. I was was not in it at all. There's certain things that, like, and the same thing with La La Land. I don't know if it's going to win, but I would be surprised if La La Land doesn't get nominated for 
best director, best movie, best lead. So, and I would say the same thing with Arrival. It's probably going to get at least best cinematography nominated. It's probably going to get best picture nominated. I don't know if it's going to get it, but mm. you can sort of tell when certain movies are going to get yeah. nominations for things. And I would definitely wouldn't be surprised or disappointed if it won a few of those categories mm. in the upcoming months. So that was my number one for 2016. Dope. Cool, yeah. Dope, dope. So, so that's it. That's yeah, our, that's our it, top that's five. It. That is our top five best guys of 2016. Stay tuned for the top five worst coming real soon, coming real soon. Yeah. Um, and definitely don't know be, when it'll be out, but we'll, we'll We don't know when it's going to be out, don't we? <laughs> we're putting no we're, time on this thing. Yeah, that, that's going to be a thing for this podcast. We're just going to yeah. kind of release stuff as it happens. We're, we're going to work on it, guys. <laughs> we're going to yeah. work on that. We're definitely going to work on that. But also... Don't forget to be on the lookout for our new documentary. Okay, okay. What's it called? Yeah, what's the The name? Holy Land. <laughs> I'm going to get it right this time. The Holy Land, story of Pocahontas Island. Yeah. Um, we do have a trailer coming out soon, soon. Can't put a timetable on it yet, but it's coming out soon, so be on the lookout for that. Any any last last words, guys? No, Ignore no, the laugh no, in fine. the background, guys. <laughs> You're fine, Zach. You good? Yeah. yeah. Kenan? So, yeah, let's just end it there. Uh, All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, Thank guys. For listening. Signing off. Bye. Bye.